So the grass, man, the earth, there's something going on where even the hardcore rationalists, the lightest people there are, the, the saints of the light world, of the light people world, they're beginning to bend towards some sort of gratitude for like mother earth. And I think you can see that a gratitude less life can't hold. Hello and welcome to Why Are We Talking About Rabbits? That's this podcast. It's aimed at folks like you who may feel a, a sense of dislocation as we hit May and it's snowing all over the world. Why is that happening? On this pod, we talk about heavy things lightly. Today, we're going to talk about gratitude in a heavy way. And you might feel light about it by the end, or maybe you'll just feel bad. I don't know. I'm here with Daniel Paternos. This is our podcast. This is brought to you by First Things Foundation. My name's John Hears. And today, we ask the question, can light people be grateful? On Watar. Hi, Daniel. Hey, John. You're producing today? Feeling good? My turn again. Let's do it. I know, man. So we're going to talk about gratitude, but mostly I just, I'm going to run through history and do some, some, some quotes. Want to do it? Oh, you cut yourself off there. <laughs> let's, let's go. That's cool. You said let's go, but then it didn't show up. Because you're playing around with backgrounds? How about this? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so, Daniel, are we suffering from a Thanksgiving problem? Um, as I watch and you watch, um, I don't know, whatever television, whatever screen you're watching about news. Well, first of all, do you do that? Do I watch news? Yes. Uh, very rarely, mostly right. if I'm in like a barbershop or getting a tire changed in Fox News or CNN is on. Then you catch it there. Have you noticed when people you ask people these days if they watch news, it's almost like you ask them if they watch porn. They get a little like, uh, it's like, I don't really want to answer that. Have you noticed that? It's weird. It's like news is becoming so kind of polarized that it's almost like, you don't want to tell people you're watching it. I've noticed that across the spectrum. Yeah, it seems like it seems like podcasts are becoming really popular. Seems like those mediums that the the media that are a bit more natural and raw, maybe they appeal to people's honest bone. Oh yeah, the maybe the media doesn't. Yeah, there's a cynicism about the big corporate news because they got to make big corporate dollars. Maybe. But I stumbled on some news, and one of the big things going on, obviously, is a new narrative, or it's really an old narrative on the Black Lives Matter, and it's people who are angry about a situation with policemen, and I don't even want to get into that except to say it's definitely hard to hear someone try to say something about police right now that feels or sounds grateful. Like, I don't think I'd be like, I'm just so grateful for the police. You wouldn't say that in many <laughs> circles right now. And I'm not saying whether you should or not, but that sentiment and that situation 
that situation being talking about police in sort of a public setting, it, people say it, but then they get painted right away as like a Republican or like a Trump, a Trumper. But I wonder if part of this is because gratitude is becoming passe. So today we're doing something cool. We're going to listen to a whole bunch of hardcore light people juggle a question that needs juggling. And that's what is gratitude? And does giving thanks necessitate a belief in God? Right? So it's, 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 it's interesting because in some ways, this is a ligament question. And let's get into a couple basic definitions we always use on Watar. First of all, light people. So light people are people who not just live after the Enlightenment, but they've also fully imbibed the Enlightenment morality, the Enlightenment precepts, the principles, the jargon, the belief. And often that Enlightenment belief is centered on something like science. So rationalism is a type of enlightenment belief or principle. Ligaments on this show are the things that hold together worldviews. I use that term because religion, that's the same root, right? A religion is something that uh, holds your worldview together. It allows you to move around in the world and have ideas and thoughts and opinions because you have a worldview of how things should be. So religion is a statement about should or about the good. And so today we got to kind of stretch our ligaments out to figure out what we believe, because I think there are some people, there's definitely some evangelicals out there on the interweb, Daniel, who they say new worlders can't be grateful because to be grateful means there has to be an object of your gratitude. And that object has to be benevolent or kind or giving. In other words, to be grateful implies gift, something you are given as a gift, and that implies a type of conscientiousness or something. And that would lead you toward Andrew music here. Bum, bum, bum. God. No God, no gratitude. So a good place to start is the Huffington Post. You want to do it? Here we go. You, you don't want to do that? Do you know who she was, the person who started the Huffington Post? You know who she is? I think she's still alive. Ariana Stasinopoulos Huffington. She's Greek. She sounds Greek. She's yeah, she's Orthodox. She's at least born, she's born in Greek in Greece. She's old world geographically. I don't think she's so old world psychologically, spiritually, or politically, but she's the Huffington Post person pretty popular online magazine. The, the article I want to look at spends some time trying to figure out about happiness, and then they spend a lot of time in the article talking about gratitude. So here's from the article. Quote, many religions, they do a morning prayer, said Task. Now, Task here is the author. They're quoting. She, her name is Allison Task, and she is in the article referred to as a renowned life coach. Do you have a life coach, Mr. Producer? Uh, I have a spiritual father, but oh, look at that! I think that's a bit different from a life coach. Well, Allison Task is a life coach. She's renowned, and she goes on to to add in the article on the Huffington Post. It just came out like yesterday. Quote: 
Religious or not, take time each day, Daniel, to pause and appreciate that you're alive, whatever that means to you. And then she continues, say to yourself, Daniel, I'm so glad I'm alive and I get to play with my two-year-old daughter or go to work or walk your dog, unquote. Yeah. So religious or not, religious here means I think believing in God or something. Say to yourself, it's great to be alive. Do you think that's gratitude? Is it a feeling there? It feels like a feeling, right? Yeah. And if if it's a form of gratitude, right, it's a feeling. It just comes to you like anger. Mm -hmm. But she's saying to be intentional about it. Right. To be intentional, to intentionally be thankful, have gratitude. So, but she says you can do it without God. Allison Task goes on to say a lot of other things about gratitude, but the one thing she does not say about gratitude and most of the people I investigated, they don't like to say this, at least the light people, that they don't say to whom or to what your gratitude should be directed. I mean, like, who are you supposed to thank for good feelings? Does gratitude demand an object? Well, history shows us that many light people don't think there is such a thing as gratitude. Yeah. Like, this just isn't me, evil, old world person, evil, dark ages person making it up, right? Many people just think the whole object thing is is unnecessary. So the French writer and Enlightenment star, Francois de la Rochefoucauld, Rochefoucauld, forgive me, Rochefoucauld, He explains gratitude uh, in terms of the humanist revolution going on in France. He says, quote, gratitude in the generality of men is only a strong and secret desire to act in a way so that you might receive greater favors from others. Gratitude is so you act that way so you can get more favors from others. So there's a, a humanist, a light person saying gratitude's not really a thing. Gratitude gets you more stuff. Here's another light person. They're wrestling with same question. This person comes right out of the movie called Expelled by a guy named Ben Stein. Did you ever see Win Ben Stein's Money? It used to be a game show like on MTV in the 90s. Mm-mm. You never saw that? Well, he made a movie, and then I think he got expelled because after the movie, I don't think you see him anymore in Hollywood. And it's a movie about what happens when you're in, uh, like, you're a college professor and you're not so hip on evolution. You get expelled. It's a pretty interesting movie. Well, in that movie, there's a professor that he follows, and I was going to show a video until Mr. Producer here told me I could get sued. Thank you, Mr. Producer. (laughs) But in the movie... This professor, and his name is Professor um, Bovine. Anyway, in the movie, it's so fascinating. They follow this professor from Cornell who is a PhD in the history of biology. And in that movie, they follow him around. And one thing that the guy, the professor says, Mr. Professor Bovine, is he says very clearly 
that there is no such thing as free will. So there's no granny that's going to gift you her car at the end of her life as an act of freedom. There's no such thing as design. These are the points he makes. In other words, there's no creator. And this is a light person extraordinary, very light in the movie. Uh, there's no such thing as a creator who may have offered a life to you as a gift. There's no ethics in any way because there's no inherent meaning. So there's no like good or bad. So gratitude's just a feeling that ebbs up. It's not good or bad. It doesn't really matter. It sort of comes out of a vacuum of experience. In other words, what he's saying is, is that life has no design, no ethics, no morality, and check this out, no free will. And in there, in the quote I wanted to play for you, I highly recommend you watch the movie Expelled. He's angry. He's not really angry. He's just really determined to let you know that life is this way. It doesn't leave much room for gratitude. But it also makes the feeling of gratitude like extraneous. But guess what? I found a really good video with Dawkins explaining exactly what gratitude is. And I was going to show that to you. But again, I was scared away. So we can put these videos in the show notes. You know what? In the show notes, they go. If you go to the show notes, you're going to find Dawkins. He's, he's, he's actually addressing a large crowd. Richard Dawkins, a renowned atheist and light person extraordinaire. He's addressing a crowd. And the crowd is whooping and hollering. They love him. And he's, you know, he's, he's not apologizing for anything. He says, okay, let's take on this gratitude question. And basically what he says when you watch it is that gratitude is a leftover evolutionary device that allowed human beings to add things up. He says gratitude comes from the same impulse in us when we came out of the primordial soup, the same impulse that led to mathematics, and there's something about our brain that developed that allowed us to calculate indebtedness. Like, I'm in debt to you. And that indebtedness became a type of feeling that we don't enjoy. And so we try to get rid of it by saying, be grateful for your indebtedness. Isn't that interesting? So for Dawkins, gratitude is like a dangling, extraneous feeling. That as people get more and more evolved, they really should get rid of. It's like an extra fin on a dolphin or maybe like in a human, a human appendix. Something that has a place in us, but it's not really for us. It's, it's not important. Gratitude's like a cigarette lighter in your car that really nobody uses anymore. Do you ever use the cigarette lighter in your car, the thing you plug in? I, I guess I do use it to plug in my XM radio. Yeah, I charge my phone with it. You do? Oh, maybe it's not like the cigarette lighter then. It's more like your appendix that blew up inside your body. Well, that thing, that appendage, it doesn't really have a, 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 a point. But he, what he says is it ebbs out of us in a vacuum. And that vacuum is basically like an echo from the, from the past. It doesn't really have usefulness, the idea of gratitude. But you can feel it. So was his idea that it's something we should get rid of a bit like, like Freud wanted to get rid of guilt. Yes. I think he's like, it's left over from some religious thing. Yes, exactly. He said, it's like what's in us. It's, it's the thing in us that is superfluous, but it makes us, us like 
uh, it's like a virus in us. He actually says it makes us do something we really shouldn't do, which is incline us toward a heavenly creature, a deity. When in reality, all, all that is is just the human brain trying to figure out what he owes so that he can figure out how to get free of bad people. You know, I owe something to the water that, that I drank. Now I just, I'm going to get out of there. It, in other words, it's just a way to know to whom you owe what. And instead, we like feel guilty, we feel indebted, and so the answer to that is, oh, thank you so much, God, for all that you've given me. So, I don't know, maybe that's a thing, but I'm telling you, it's not unusual in light people circles when placed in front of a giant gratitude dinner to try to make sense of their gratitude dinner, they have really interesting conversations about what it is in front of me, this gratitude thing. What do I do with it? So check this out, because I'm not lying. This is from a website I will quote. It's from the Richard Dawkins Institute for Science and Reason. And on there, there was a whole blog about gratitude. And then there was a large conversation, a long conversation. So from a person named Uriel on this website, when talking about gratitude, this person, Uriel, says, Gratitude implies someone did us a favor. The popular gods who allegedly created us did so for their purposes, not ours. My parents likewise bore me for their own purposes, not for mine. Should I be grateful for that? Really? Hmm. Unquote from Uriel. And here's another comment, commentator on the same post, a person called White Raven. Right Raven says, White Raven, White Raven says, maybe if we gave credit to ourselves for what we had instead of handing over credit to a disassociated part of the psyche, we wouldn't be so profligate with what we have or so wasteful of the life we live we lead. Whoa. Maybe if we gave some credit to ourselves. So you wouldn't thank yourself, gratify gratitude, you would give yourself credit. Finally, apparently a regular commentator on this blog, Nitya, she responds this way. Gratitude is an emotion, Daniel, when it's all said and done. So it's not actually required to live a full life. But if one feels it, I suppose a suitable recipient would be to be thankful for our own brain, for the capacity to even contemplate such things. Hmm. 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 That's Nitya. Be thankful to our own brain. So why would it be that these secularist New World types have this sense of disdain for gratitude. Well, I think one thing you're seeing is that these, the ones I'm quoting, they're like, they're like the monks of the rationalist enlightenment, light people movement. They're like the hardcore. They're the ones that go all the way in. And so I think when you go down that rabbit trail and you start to look around, who can you be thankful to? Like if, if there's a faceless sort of impersonal process called evolution that produced you, what are you going to thank it? I think the impersonal faceless evolutionary energy within me for me, it, 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 
Here's why. It doesn't make sense. It's not rational to think, right, an impersonal process. Like, would you, do you thank sleep for having, for feeling rested? Do you get up and go, thank you, sleep, for having me feel more rested? That's just what sleep is. It's it's just, it's a process. It's a thing that happens to you. You don't thank it. I think that's the answer. Now, these are the hardcore cats. Watch where we go, though. So this person, Nitya, is saying thank your brain, which I guess, but isn't the brain me? This is what always freaks me out. That's the weird part is I'm my brain too. So I'm thanking my brain, which is thanking myself or something. Right. Anyway, here's, here's more because it's going to get weirder. And until you realize that it's not, it's actually getting less weird. Watch what happens. This again is a series of light people. I did some light people research this week. So this is from the Canadian. He's another comment. He's another commenter. Uh, on Richard Dawkins' website in this conversation about gratitude. Gratitude doesn't require an object, the Canadian says. You don't have to feel grateful to someone or someone conscious, conscience, someone's, someone conscious for your existence. However, oh, this is interesting. There is plenty to be grateful for, even in naturalistic terms. Look at the struggle and the efforts our predecessors went through in the long chain of human history how much they have endured so that we today can live in relative peace, comfort, and freedom. Unquote from the Canadian. See, the Canadian in the conversation with all the the, the, the light people, hardcore guys, he's like, let's try out some naturalistic gratitude. What about to the earth? You see how it's bending, but there's more. The Canadian is bending the conversation back or away from the professor who was like, no free will, no nothing, darkness. By the way, that professor Bovine talks about how he would, if he were to become sick, he would commit suicide because there's no reason. You know, it's just that type of light person conversation often is associated with nihilism. Well, here's some people like, Bending it back a little bit. We can be thankful to planets and oceans and stuff. Check out this. Check out the North Dallas Church of Free Thinkers. These are like basically the lightest people on earth. They started a church for free thinking atheists. You can go there. That's bizarre. No, do you see a, photos of what it looks like? Oh, yeah. It's how a do church. You, how do you make a temple? That's uh, for a reason. It weirdly, unfortunately... For, say, the Puritans of the American past, it looks just like a Puritan Baptist church. There's nothing in there, which is another podcast, right? (laughs) Why is there nothing in there? Because you're supposed to just go deep into your brain, apparently. Yeah. Anyway, that's another conversation. Sorry, Baptists. So check this out. So... I think maybe the lightest light people on earth who started the Dallas Church of Free Thinkers. Here's what they say about gratitude. If an atheist does not feel gratitude about being alive, then perhaps we at the North Dallas Church of Free Thinkers could convince him 
to call that feeling an appreciation or pleasure or satisfaction. We can call the feeling gratified, a word which has the same Latin roots. In other words, you're not, you don't feel grateful, you feel gratified. So gratitude can be a type of gratification for things that pleasure us. Hmm. Now, it gets even better. Watch it keep bending. Susan Neiman, she wrote a book called Moral Clarity. She's also a super light person. Loves Dawkins, but gets into Dawkins and all of his faults. But what she says in, in her book, Moral Clarity, she says, gratitude can be for being itself. And for the fact that you're alive to experience it. She goes on to say, like love, you cannot will gratitude, Daniel. Like love, it overwhelms you. And if moments of love and lovemaking can be reverent, it's because you know you're in the grip of something vaster, greater than you are. This sounds positively divine, doesn't it? If you feel gratitude, you could be in the grip of something much vaster than you are. How is Andrew not cutting in like a choir of angels right there? But it gets even more divine. Now, these are all avowed light people, not just like kind of like light people going to Walmart. These are like light people, writers and authors and and evangelists, like light people evangelists. Here's one. Check this out. This comes from a poem from a very popular light person poet named Pat Duffy Hutchin. She's a Canadian up in Vancouver. In her poem, Amazing Life, she begins this way. Amazing life, how great the code that carves a course through me to futures yet uncharted from some long forgotten sea amazing life how great the code in me are you making that up no <laughs> you can find that online <laughs> Wow. Not bad singing too, man. Hey, did I hang in there with that? I can see how your daughter's going to Juilliard. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Daniel, she just did a poem to the great code that carves a course through me. Amazing life. How great the code. It's pretty nutty. So... Would, do you think that this whole gratitude question, it almost feels like it's being like, like gratitude in the way that you're probably thinking of it is being suppressed. It seems like it, cause it could be a hindrance towards progress. Possibly like for example, if, 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 yeah, if you have a community of people who are grateful for what they have and they're not necessarily having these emotions that they deserve more than what they have, right. then you can't sell them what they need. And so oh. they won't, they won't progress. Cause like, think about this in, in Mali, right? Yeah. How do people greet each other? 
Because I'm guessing Chuck it's Kenny. the same as in Sierra Leone. Someone go Betty, Hetty B. How's your father? How's your mother? How's your brother? Okay. How are the ancestors like that? Because like in all the Sierra Leonean greetings, it's always how are how how's your body, and then it's thank God, Kawiena. How's your body, Kayengoma. Uh, I, I got God. you. Um, and if like in Georgia, it feels like everyone's always saying, "Oh, thank God." Oh, just in greetings all the time. And that, and so these are all old world conversations that we're, that we're talking about, but how often do you talk to an American who says like, like, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Thank God. Thank God. Well, but it's weird because when we, where we work in Appalachia, those cats say that. Yeah. Yeah. You might hear it there. That's what I think's going. I think they're, they're old world. Like it's still, it's still in there. You know, even it's still in there to say, like, thank God. Like, I hear it all the time from Amy and Alan. Right. So I can't help but think that part of the conversation has to do with rights, like the like the civil rights talk. I don't know if you're about to go there. It's so weird. Yeah. That, <laughs> yes, I am. Well, we can go there because it's real. Because where do the rights come from? It's so fascinating. So Thomas Jefferson in the in the during the constitutional era, he he makes it pretty clear that they come from God. Now he was kind of forced into that in a lot of ways. A lot of the a lot of the more traditional Protestant Christians during that period didn't like some of his atheism. And so he put it in there. They come from God. Right. But if you notice today, they don't really talk about that. They're implied that maybe they came from somewhere, but they're sort of shared by all humans. Human rights in the UN charter aren't really from God. They're something that we're all endowed with. But here's the question, how, why? How'd that work? And what the hardcore guy, light, light people like Dawkins, the people I wanted to quote and who I did quote, they're like, it didn't come from anywhere. It's made up. It's a bunch of nonsense. The selfish gene drives us forward. I think that's what your point was, which is really interesting. Did you end up reading that article I sent you from the Washington Post that was like condemning volunteerism? God, you know what? I did not read that yet. Well, it, it so maybe we can put this in the show notes, but it comes to mind because it was so strange. It it was um basically an article like warning people against getting too optimistic about like having a volunteering mentality. Um, and Why? sort of the, the conclusion of the essay was that, well, volunteering, it's fine, but you're not going to get everything that you need from like helping people around you. And we need to, re we need to realize that there are things that a human being deserves and only government assistance can deliver these things. Ah, that volunteer part isn't strong enough. Right. Wow. So that that feels like it fits in, like this this deserve quotient. Yeah. The more oh, grateful you are, the less you feel like you deserve to have this and that I see. in all in all these civil rights. Oh, so wait a minute. So, wait a minute. So to be grateful undermines I see it undermines your demand of the next thing necessary for your progress. Right. 
Right. And it gets freaky, right? Because the more, imagine if you're someone with power, you could convince your subsidiaries that they need this and that, and that they're deprived of all of these things. And the more that they're convinced of that, the more they're going to sort of give their identity to you so that you can fulfill <laughs> those things. Because you're the... Potentially, you, that, that's where the rabbit hole goes. I think Dostoevsky talks about this um, yes. with some of his characters. In The Demons, I, I recommend that book. For sure, what's happening is is what many people want. Yeah, that's really good. What people in Europe... I went on a fundraising trip to Europe once, and what a number of Europeans who I went there to raise funds with told me is, is we don't really do what you do. The government does that. So I don't know if I'm comfortable with giving you money. Why don't you have your government give it to you? Because that's how we help poor people in, say, Sweden. And I see what you're saying. It takes away, yeah. In other words, there are certain things that are in demand, and one is, healthcare and so i deserve it don't talk to me about gratitude yeah well extreme humility right the old world christian doctrine christ on a on a on a cross seems pretty weird like why didn't he just strike everybody down why why didn't he just get in everybody's face why did he go full humility yeah yeah there's something tied in there right but that little hymn, <laughs> I, I think the point I want to make with that is that just in researching this week, you can see it right after the, 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 the new atheists kind of go viral when the internet comes out, the early 2000s, Sam Harris and these guys become really popular. But you can see after 10 years, 15 years of them being, this is how Jordan Peterson got big, right? As he took these guys on. And you can see they've lost a lot of their juice. And it it, it shows up too in, in the conversations about gratitude. All the latest atheistic or light people conversations, they're all like this. Like this woman right here. This is super interesting. This is from um, a writer. Uh, what's her name? Um, darn it. I've got it in here. Jennifer Ferner, she she writes in, in one of the really cool journals uh, that she she's a literature student and she writes in a post about gratitude. She says, "I do fall to my knees, but instead of folding my hands, I plant them on the earth and then I allow my forehead to follow. I hug the ground and instead of sending my prayers up to heaven, I whisper them into the grass." So the grass, man, the earth, there's something going on where even the hardcore rationalists, the lightest people there are, the, the saints of the light world, of the light people world, they're beginning to bend towards some sort of gratitude for like Mother Earth. And I think you can see that a gratitude-less life can't hold it just it just can't hold no society no people can live in that space they'll find gratitude for something even though the principles may not allow it the rational principles don't really let you get to the conclusion that you owe anybody anything right 
if there's no free will, I mean, nobody owes anything anybody, to anybody. So if you stay in that space, that hardcore Darwinian space, I think you stay in a totally inhuman space. And nobody can stay in an inhuman space. They, it's uncomfortable. So they bend back. So what I would say here is that Nihil is being mediated through the noetic experience of, of, of the human person. So reality is breaking back. It's breaking back out of the dark and dingy basement. where the, w- w- That's where the real hardcore light people philosophy leads. It's kind of dark, man. And you can see people trying to bend back. And I think this is something like the postmodern inclination right now. Is people are going to make sense out of stuff. Something's coming. And now you can even see the hardcore light people taking the bait. And I think that's normal. I mean, let's do two seconds. You want to do two seconds on the on the on the old world? So the Mayans we work with in Guatemala, they have a Thanksgiving ceremony called the Ajaw. It's well, it's a ceremony for the Ajaw, the creator spirit in it. Kneeling is the key feature. Here's a young girl explaining her Mayan growing up as a Mayan and describing the ceremony. Quote Our grandparents always said that it all resides in our knees. This means that being grateful all depends on how often or how long we kneel, which tells us how extensive our gratitude is by kneeling with deep respect before our parents and our grandparents, our ancestors, and the Creator Spirit. The more we kneel down, the humbler we will be and the more grateful we will be for everything that we receive. So it's really interesting because I could go on and quote more, but what she's saying is the actual act of kneeling is how you acquire gratitude. And if I had showed you the clip from Expel, this cat was not kneeling before anything. So bummed. Go watch that clip. His chin is up. Like, I'm going to live exactly as my rational mind tells me right to the end. No one's going to tell me otherwise. Here's a, a Malian friend of mine, Abubakar. I, I text him every now and then. This is from a recent text. He said, first, Jomagan, that's my name, he calls me, learn the shukra. The shukra. The shukra. Shukra. I can't say it right. It's an Arab. He's a Muslim. It's Arab. It's Arabic. And he said, this is our Thanksgiving prostration. And do it often. Then... If you want to acquire gratitude, take to fasting and never miss a chance to feed orphans and always get on your knees in prayer. It will give you gratitude for the simplest things. Pray on your knees. This is not a lie. That's right out of the tradition of Islam. I just find all this so indicative of the old world, new world divide. It's, it's like incredibly helpful to me understanding what's going on. Like it, like it, it look, it's like a, thing blasting away deep in the superstructure of the western world i don't think it happens in our daily i think people think of themselves as grateful but there's some blasting going on deep in the underground the superstructure boom sort of thunders way down if there but if you listen you can feel it man there's some great divide that's much bigger than red and blue right now and it's coming and you can see it in this discussion about gratitude I mean, just imagine there are people who postulate that you don't need to be grateful for anything. That is a fundamentally new world. 
Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Maybe it all explains some of the unhappiness in the wealthiest country that's ever existed. <laughs> the wealthiest country that's ever existed in the history of human anything. You got some unhappy characters in here. What what's that about? I'm trying to think what what are like the do we have any new world rituals or ceremonies? I guess Thanksgiving would be the most that's obvious the one. one. Yeah, that's the one, man. One time a year we come around a table and be grateful. Yeah, man. Although usually we just come around the table these days and then argue about masks. But that's interesting. I that that notion that there has to be something higher than you that you bow down to in reverence and humility and obedience that sort of implies and renders this gratitude. Yeah, I think I've yeah, if I haven't made it clear which I don't think I have is how can one give thanks without there being a god? You can thank your mom, but your mom didn't she had sex. Like, all right, mom, thanks for having sex with dad. Is that it? Is that what you're doing? Thanks, mom, for raising me because otherwise I would have died and then you would have been a jerk. <laughs> like, aren't moms supposed to raise kids? Like, what, what was she going to do? You know what I mean? It gets weird. It's like, aren't we just doing our functions? Yeah. Who are the most grateful type of people that you know? I'm curious. It, for me, it's definitely been farmers. <laughs> Is that a good answer? <laughs> just farmers. Just farmers. Okay. Just Why is farmer, that? I don't. Not Monsanto farmers. But like, I think it's because farmers, there's something about farmers, pretty much farmers aren't going to get rich. The farmers, they have a different form of ambition. And so they're not, they're relying on themselves, but there's something about the earth or the slowness of life. I'm Maybe I'm just talking about African farmers or Georgian farmers. They're, there's something really weirdly grateful about them. Am I romanticizing? There's probably something to that farmers because because they're they're relying on something not just themselves to to be alive yeah like that to be a farmer is to exist within seasons and cycles and wow. the way the universe is yeah and you can't just manipulate everything like you can't just make the soil i guess if you're monsanto you can use <laughs> pesticides and stuff but and but like more or less like you're you're grateful for when the rains come like that's not your doing. You're not bringing the reins down. I see because it's almost as if, yeah. Well, it's easier to see the reality because a city person like me, I mean, I didn't make the subway car that took me to work. I really should be bowing down in front of it on some level. Like, thank you, subway car, for getting me to work so I can, you know, essentially pull cabbages and 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 get money and and have food. Like when I go to work, right. As a teacher or whatever I'm doing, I'm going there to get money so I can eat. A farmer is going to plant stuff so he can eat. Yeah. So you have to be 
Grateful. Well, why do we lose track? There seems to be some notion that everything that we produce and who we are is self-generated. Ooh, now right? you're talking about the American, the great American narrative. I did that. I don't see why I got to help nobody. I did that. Have you ever thought like how our whole life re- revolves around like a seven day week? It's not like you just made that week. That came from somewhere. <laughs> why is there seven days in a week? Or like, or like the thoughts that you have. I mean, I, I always remember what Jordan Peterson said. He's like, why do you think you're so smart? Pretty much every thought you have can only be in your head because someone's smarter than you thought it before. Right. Right. <laughs> and allowed you to think it. That, that ancestral concept. That's really good. The ancestral concept is by nature. Some like an inborn humility, right? Like if you, if, if you're giving thanks to ancestors, by definition, you're saying something about yourself as, as humble. Right. So it seems like tradition in a sense is being grateful for what's passed down. Right, but keep going though, because at some point there's some originator, there's some creator, and and I was going to include the Dogon people from Mali. I mean, they they literally cite as a creator. To check this out, this is really weird. The Dogon are a, a Malian ethnic group. They live in the north in a really rough circumstance. So the Dogon actually cite an amphibious, like super god that came from the planet Sirius. Now there is such a planet, and they, the Dogon, the the Ongon, the 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 their 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 priests actually talk about this planet, and they can locate it in the sky where nobody else can see it. And guess what? It exists. There is such a planet, and they said their ancestors, their the originator God came from that planet and landed and planted the human seed and created the Dogon people. And they give thanks. Every 60 years, they have this full year of partying. Every 60 years to commemorate the Sig. That's called the Sigi. And that's the commemoration to the their amphibious ancestors. What the hell is going on there? <laughs> How cool is that? Well, I don't know if it's cool, but they give thanks. Because it, it has to end somewhere. And evolution doesn't have that originate that 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 creation story, right? It, oh no, hold on. It is a creation story, but in that story there is no creator. Thus, no way to give gratitude. Yeah, and the other thing about the evolution story is, it is a story number one, and your part in the story is being sort of ahead of and above your ancestors and something about your Ooh, arbitrary place in time means that you are more advanced and evolved. By so definition. Of, course, of course you'd be a revolutionary. Of course you wouldn't hold to the traditions of your ancestors or some originator because you're the best. You're the most evolved. It, by you definition. Got, you got it. Yeah. By defi- right. You're the tip of the sword. You have to be by definition. Therefore, you're not really thanking as much as producing that which comes even next, right? You're an actor, you're an agent of of change, not necessarily a, a thanker of the past, right? You, you wouldn't thank the defective past. Yeah. So then our, yeah, it's like our culture is naturally 
revolutionary or right. or at least the 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 narrative of evolution would make you be revolutionary because right why would you keep things status quo <laughs> well right because status quo implies right death and outdated outdated it it yeah it's the it's the little broken leg monkey that gets eaten yeah it's because it it needs to not be that right it, it it's got to be the tip of the spear wow yeah okay we have to develop those ideas but not on this podcast because we reached the end those are cool though maybe we bring somebody on let's bring somebody on an evolutionary theorist and see if they can help us understand why there should be more gratitude or if there can be want to is seth an evolutionary theorist? uncle seth let's no he's my friend yeah he probably is but we're, we'll leave uncle seth alone on this one. i like his insights man i thought you guys had a nice little talk the other day oh on death Shout out to episode 42. Uncle Seth came on and really did something cool. Go check that out. Check a lot of stuff out. Shenny Skagimarjos. That means to you the victory. Often said at the KP table. I was just thinking victory means something like, like tip of the spear. You're the one that survived, Daniel. Daniel, by definition, you are handsome. I mean, you're not, but by definition, you're the most handsome that could have been. <laughs> Been currently on Earth. <laughs> this is the nicest thing you've told me in a long time. Well, I have to slow down. Anyway, uh, Gagi Marjos, that's our pod for today. Thank you for coming along. This is Watar. It's produced by Andrew Schwark today. It's produced by Daniel Paternos. Our pod is brought. Our pod is brought to you by the founders of First Things Foundation. We're a nonprofit that lives and works in some of the world's most interesting yet isolated and impoverished places. We immerse there for two years and then help create momentum for local change makers and their dream for a better life. Share Watar with friends. Hit us up with solid reviews on iTunes everywhere you get your podcast. Your love for us allows us to go and serve others. Nakfamdis, hasta luego, kambufo. What do light people say? Like, into the future. Chill. Chill. People are going to be mad at me for this light person attack. But you know what? It's not an attack. Next week, we'll attack the old world. How about that? Peace out. Much love. Au revoir.